I'm Jesse Aredia, and you're listening to Mom Empowered, where I help moms ditch their anger, break free from anxiety, and create the life they've always wanted. This show is for the mom who's ready to become more free and empowered. Happy New Year, ladies. It feels so good to be back behind the microphone, to be in my new office, in our new home with my new baby. Um, This past month has just been, it's been kind of crazy. Just getting used to newborn life again and taking a step back from things that I had grown so accustomed to doing every week, like podcasting and getting on coaching calls with clients and Um, and, you know, planning workshops. And in fact, this week, if you are listening to this episode um, on the day that it's it's released, this week is my first week officially back in a coaching capacity. My maternity leave is over. I am going to be working with my clients again starting this week, and I am so excited for this next round of Mom Empowered Mamas, my gals who will be working with me for the next six months. It it, it just, I just, I cannot say enough how excited I am for this year and for what's taking place in their lives, in my life, and in this community, the Mom Empowered community in general. Um, just want to let you know that there are still spots open. So if you are thinking of working with a coach to make this year your best year yet, that's what I'm declaring that when that, that we will make this your best year yet, we will teach you how to master your thoughts in a way you've never been able to before. We will help you manage your emotions, um, um, and create a life that really just blows your mind and just excites you and fills you with joy and, and a life where you really feel like you're walking in freedom. If, if that's you, that's what you're craving, then let's make that happen. Let's make this your best year yet. There are still spots left and you can enroll in Mom Empowered by going to my website, jessiearedia.com forward slash coaching and get on a free call with me so we can talk more about that. Um, so that we can figure out what your goals are and how um, we would work together and whether this program is the right fit for you. My guess is that if you're listening to this episode right now, that this program would be a great fit for you and it might even be the best yes that you can give yourself this year. So with all that being said, um, today I want to help you kick off the new year in just a really powerful way. And what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be sharing a recording from a workshop that I did in the Mom Empowered Facebook group last week. And this workshop was called From Self-Sabotaging to Self-Fulfilling. And you'll, you'll get a better understanding of what that means. But in a nutshell, this workshop is designed to help you meet your goals for this year. No more self-sabotaging, no more excuses, no more falling off the wagon, no more going all in one day and then giving up the next. No, I want you to really learn what it takes to not just be a woman who sets big goals, but a woman who actually meets big goals and honors those commitments to herself. This is what I want for you. And this is why I'm sharing this workshop with you because I want you to enter into 2021 feeling more prepared and empowered than ever. 
So with that being said, without further ado, here is my recording of last week's workshop. Enjoy. Okay, hello ladies. I am so excited about today's workshop. Um, I know that I didn't give you guys a ton of notice about it, but there's a reason for that. Um, New Year is fast approaching, and I know that you may be feeling a little bit overwhelmed by all that you want to do or all that there is to do to help prepare you for the new year. And I just wanted to make something super simple for you. I just wanted to just go live, not give you a ton of notice about it, not make a big deal about it, because I think that the more you overthink it, the more overwhelmed you feel. And so we're just doing this. I'm so excited. Um, this workshop is specifically to help you actually meet your new year goals, actually meet your new year resolutions, whether it's that you want to lose weight, which I hear a lot, or maybe you have a goal of um, strengthening your marriage, maybe you have a goal of saving more money or making more money, whatever your goal is, my goal for today's workshop is to empower you with that and to actually walk you through like a step-by-step -step through a formula that will help you actually meet them. I think that this is such a common struggle that that people face, you know, not just not just you and I, but everybody where we have the best of intentions, we have the biggest of goals, and yet it's so easy to fall off the wagon. It is so easy to start making excuses, start making compromises, and I just don't want to see you ladies fall into that cycle this year. I want 2021 to be the year that you break that cycle and that you actually know like what makes a person able to break that cycle. So all of that being said, welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, I would love um, to hear from you guys in the comments all throughout this workshop. So please feel free to um, respond to, you know, things I'm saying, to engage, um, to offer your own input, your own comments, to share your own experiences and stories. Um, I see in the comments, uh, Nicole says, hi from Canada. Hey, um, hi from Atlanta. I'm in Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, JC's here, Kayla's here. Um, JC says, hi from West Virginia. This is so awesome. Please keep it coming. I want to know where all of you guys are tuning in from. Um, right now, I am sitting in my living room. Uh, you can see I have my one-month-old Josie sleeping behind me. Who knows how long she'll be asleep. It really is a gamble, but for as long as she is happy and content, I'm, I'm doing this thing. We're doing it. Um, Valerie says, hi, I'm here. I'm so glad you're here, Valerie. Speaking of, I want to announce the giveaway winner. Valerie, you are the giveaway winner. Yay, yay, yay. Thank you guys so much for everyone who entered. Um, it really, it, it's been so fun to like see you guys like sharing the post and, and to see you also inviting your friends into the community. Um, if you are new to the Mom Empowered group, I would love to connect with you. Please feel free to send me a message after the workshop to just tell me more about yourself and if there's any way I can be praying for you or encouraging you. Um, I mean, I really do love making this group a place where we can be open, where we can have community and just grow together and connect with one another and really just become even more of our most empowered selves. That is why my group is called Mom Empower because I want to see you become so empowered to walk in emotional wellness, empowered to grow in your faith, empowered to enjoy motherhood. You know, motherhood is tough, guys, and I am in the thick of a really 
different season with having a newborn and having two toddlers and you know um, we had just moved a month ago the same week that she was born and there was just so much chaos um, just a little while ago and I'm still kind of you know walking through it and so I love that in the same way that like I want to serve you and I want to show up for you you guys do such a great job of um, showing up for me and because motherhood really does it requires so much of us it's a beautiful thing that we have each other to communicate with and share our struggles with so okay welcome everybody um, I'm gonna do my best to keep scrolling through the comments Katie says hey in Marietta Georgia what what I'm like right around the corner from you girl hi from Oklahoma that's Lindsay um, Kayla says Kayla says I'm tuning in from Hilton Head girl I go to Hilton Head every September with my husband's family love it love it love it um, okay let's let's dive in so like I mentioned earlier there's a big problem that a lot of us have we set goals we have the best of intentions, but sometimes, oftentimes, it's really, really difficult to stick with them. We might, you know, have a big goal for the new year, and yet every year it's like you start off strong and then you just fall off the wagon. And I call this self-sabotaging. I don't know about you guys, but I I have definitely had times where I can see exactly how I'm self-sabotaging myself. And then there are other times where I'm self-sabotaging and I don't realize that that's what's happening. I want to help you understand what makes a person self-sabotage, what keeps you from meeting your goals. And I want to get you from there, from self-sabotaging yourself when it comes to meeting your goals, doing the things you say you want to do, honoring your commitments to yourself. I want to help you go from self-sabotaging to self-fulfilling. That's why this workshop is called From Self-Sabotaging to Self-Fulfilling. This is a transformation I want you to experience. This is the breakthrough I want for you. Um, and it starts with me sharing this one foundational truth which many of you guys have heard me say before, but I cannot emphasize it enough. The one truth that all of us need to grasp if we're going to go from self-sabotaging to self-fulfilling is the truth that your thoughts are what are creating your results. I will say that one more time, especially if you have a notebook and you're wanting to take notes. In fact, I encourage you, like, please, please, please bring paper and pen because we're going to be walking through a formula and you're going to want to write some things down. But please, at the very top, write this down because I think we all need to chew on it. We need to digest it. We need to really let settle in. Your thoughts are what are creating your results. Um, the thoughts you have, the beliefs that you have, the stories you're telling yourself, these are what are really the culprits behind the emotions you experience, behind the actions you take or don't take, and behind every result that is created in your life, or in this case, every goal that is either met or unmet in your life. Your thoughts are behind that. If you, and I'll, I'll give you an example of what I mean by this. If you have a goal of losing weight. I know some of you ladies mentioned in the comments, like, you know, like your goal is to lose 50 pounds or you want to, you know, you want to become healthier. If you have a goal of losing weight, you're of course going to want to start by narrowing in on like, okay, what do I need to do? What are my actions? What's my game plan? What are my steps? You might decide to start working out. You might join a gym. You might come up with a new meal plan or, or you know, or you want to um, cut out sweets or cut out carbs or cut out whatever. You might start tracking your calories. These are all actions that you might start taking because you have this goal of, I want to lose weight. I want to become healthier. Here's my game plan. This is what I'm going to do. But if you are only looking at your actions, 
I promise you it is not enough. You're going to want to look at your thoughts and beliefs too because these are going to ultimately be the thing that determines what you do or not do. If you still have thoughts like, I need to overindulge and treat myself when I have a bad day, that's a thought that I know a lot of us ladies have. I definitely have had it. Or if you have a thought like, losing weight is so hard, it's going to take me forever. Or if you even have this thought of, okay, like I'm, I'm committed to exercising, I'm committing, you know, I'm committing to taking care of my body, but only if my kids are cooperating, only if the weather is perfect outside, only if my circumstances feel just right, only if I feel like it. If that's a thought that you have, you're going to find yourself self-sabotaging a lot. Raise a hand in the comments if that has been you, if you've been there, if you've like had a goal and yet there's like these thoughts in your head that you realize like, yeah, that's probably why I fell off the wagon. That's probably why I didn't stay committed. When you have thoughts, you know, beliefs like these, or these are stories you're telling yourself, you will find that you might be all in for a little while, but now because these thoughts are popping up that you're not taking captive, you're not replacing, you're not working on, now you start making more compromises. Now you start making more excuses. You're feeling less motivated. You're feeling less committed, feeling less committed to your new diet or your new um, exercise plan. And then when you start to kind of, you know, fall off the wagon, you're going down the slope. Now you're no longer making progress. And now you've actually also created even more evidence for your brain to believe that weight loss is too hard for you. Weight loss is not possible for you. You just created a result that is literally the exact opposite of what you wanted. And the reason for that isn't because you didn't have a game plan. It isn't because you didn't know the right things to do or have it written down. of like, okay, here's what I'm going to do. The reason is because you weren't paying enough attention to your thoughts and your thoughts create your results always. So today what I want to help you all do is I want to help you work on your thoughts around your goals and resolutions for 2021. Because if you can master your thoughts, if you can cling to a few really solid truths and declarations, you will experience so much more powerful results. You will meet your goals. Now yesterday when I announced the workshop, I asked you all to share with me in the comments one or two of your biggest goals for the new year. And I'm going to walk you through some, some of the biggest mindset shifts you're going, need, you're going to need to experience. Um, I'm going to help you, uh, I'm going to help walk you through those things in regards to those specific goals. I wanted to make this workshop super personal. I wanted to talk about your goals, not my goals, not somebody else's goals, but I want to address your goals. And I'm going to do that by walking you through, uh, walking you through step-by-step -step through a formula that I'll be teaching you today. So let's go ahead and do that. Um, let me just scroll through the comments real quick to make sure. Okay, Katie says, I've self-sabotaged with weight loss way too often. Valerie says, only if the kids cooperate with a little hand raise emoji. Um, yeah, okay, Nicole said that she's been there. Okay, so let's let's start off with that then. Um, in fact, the very first comment was from Annabelle, and she said that one of her goals is to lose 50 pounds postpartum. And I also know that Nicole and Kayla both mentioned wanting to become healthier, which I, I think maybe means wanting to lose weight they mentioned physical, you know, body wanting to become healthier physically. I know that I personally have a goal of losing weight. Um, in fact, next week I'm going back on the keto diet, ladies, and uh, I will share more about that. I'm not going to spend too much time talking about it now, but I'm very excited and nervous. Um, it's been two years, but anyway, the goal of losing 50 pounds or the goal of losing any amount of weight, period. Let's, let's plug it into this formula. I'm going to teach you. I hope that as I hold up the whiteboard, oh good, it looks like it 
it looks like it's the right um, the right orientation it didn't flip so right now you're looking at this whiteboard and it just looks like a bunch of letters it is just a bunch of letters but I want to show you what these mean and I would encourage you to like write this down because you're going to want to use this later for you know your own goals or for whatever it is that we're talking through today or for maybe goals that you decide to have later so at the very top we have the letter G Letter G, you could probably guess, is for goal. This is where you would plug in your goal. And if you have a notebook, you would put down G with a little colon and then write down your goal. What was what your specific goal? I love that Annabelle said that she wanted to lose 50 pounds. That's very specific. I think it's good to like have a number, have you know, have have an idea of what you're really aiming for. Underneath that is the letter A, and A stands for actions. This is where you would list down all of the steps that you think you need to take in order to meet that goal, all of the actions that you would need to take. For this specific example, it would probably look like um, committing to a workout plan or, you know, maybe um, going for runs. Maybe you would list out like here, here's, here's, how, here's how many times a week I want to run or here's how many times a week I want to walk. Um, you might put down under the actions cutting back on sweets or carbs. Or um, maybe some of you have decided to go gluten-free. I know Valerie said that she's um, going gluten-free, dairy-free. I think that's amazing. So maybe that would go into your action plan. Like, okay, I'm going to cut back on these foods. Or I'm going to um, use this new meal plan. Um, you know, maybe another action you would put down is um, make healthier food choices. Um, stay hydrated. These are all actions. These would go under the eight line. And these are, this is just simply like your game plan. You know, and I, this is very basic. I know that all of us have done this before. We've written down like, here's a goal and here's what I'm going to do to meet it. That's awesome. I, I think that that's so important. But like I said, if you stop there and you don't take it a step further, you don't address the thoughts and the feelings that are wrapped up in all of this, you're going to self-sabotage. So speaking of self-sabotaging, that's what the next letters are. You'll see that there's SS. And then there's F's and T's. <laughs> and this stands for self-sabotaging feelings and thoughts. And by the way, when you are when you are working through this and you like are putting this in your notebook, I would recommend leaving a lot of space underneath that line and the next line after it, leaving a lot of room for you to list out all the self-sabotaging feelings and all the self-sabotaging thoughts. Now, I, I went ahead and like worked through, like I, I plugged all of your goals or most of your goals into the formula and, and I came up with what I thought would be the most common answers to this. Like what would be the most common self-sabotaging feelings or emotions and the most, the most common self-sabotaging thoughts. And I connected them and I connected them both. Here's how I would do it. And you can feel free to do a different variation of this. But when I, when I do this, I first start off with the feeling or with the emotion. And what I mean by that is I would think through like, okay, if I have a goal of losing 50 pounds and, you know, I know all the things I want to do and I see my actions right in front of me, what feelings would I have that would keep me from doing that? What emotions would make me not want to take those actions? And I wrote, and, and then along with that, what thoughts are creating that emotion? What am I thinking that's making me feel that way? So for this specific example, a self-sabotaging emotion might be helplessness or powerlessness. And I know like that's a, you know, kind of a big word, it's a heavy word, but don't we kind of feel that way sometimes? We feel helpless, we feel powerless. And so I would write down the word helplessness, like under this part, 
and I would put next to it a, like a dash and I would start writing down what are some thoughts I'm having or what are some beliefs or stories I'm telling myself that are making me feel helpless. I, I wrote down a couple of examples and you can feel free to add more, but some of them are, I don't have the time to work out. I don't have the ability to work out. I don't have the energy to work out like I want to. The same can be true for changing your diet. I don't have the time to create a meal plan. I don't have the ability to meal prep. I, I don't have the capacity to take care of myself like I want to. Or I'm not capable of resisting my cravings. That was like a really big belief that I used to have. And it honestly wasn't until the keto diet that I was set free from that belief. And I realized, whoa, whoa, whoa. That's just a story I was telling myself all of my life. And it was totally false. I am capable of resisting my cravings. I just needed an opportunity to 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 learn that. I would love um, if you guys in the comments, if you would list out like, like, is this resonating with you? Are these thoughts that you have probably had or, you know, maybe are currently having in regards to losing weight? You know, this, this feeling of helplessness and the thoughts that are behind it. I don't have the time. I don't have the ability. I don't have the energy. So that would be one self-sabotaging feeling combined with the thoughts that, that, that correlate with it. Another self-sabotaging feeling, discontent. And I just wrote down one thought right beside it. And the thought is, I need to overindulge to feel good right now. I need, I need to binge to feel good right now. I had a bad day. I'm not happy. So I want to treat myself. The, those are thoughts that probably pair with this feeling of just something's just not enough. This discontent. Um, another self-sabotaging feeling. Fear. And I wrote down the thought next to it. I could give up so much and still not lose the weight. I could give up so much and still not lose the weight. Ladies, this is a thought that I used to have like big time. I could give up so much and still not lose the weight. It, and that, and it's kind of true. You could give up so much and still not lose the weight, but is that thought serving you? Is that story you're telling yourself going to help you or is it going to keep you stuck in the same place? I think it's so important for us to really recognize that. Another self-sabotaging feeling, frustration. And next to that, the thought, it's going to take forever to get where I want to be. It's going to take too long. It's going to be so hard. Again, that might be true. It might take a while to get where you want to be. It might not happen immediately. But is that thought serving you? Or is it just going to make you give up? Is it just going to get you to self-sabotage? And then definitely you're not going to get where you want to be because you allow that thought to take root and you gave it power. It didn't need to have power over you. Another self-sabotaging feeling is a lack of motivation or feeling of unmotivated. And I just wrote down right next to it, what's the point? What's the point? Because isn't that, some, isn't that something that we sometimes tell ourselves when we have a goal? It's like, yeah, I want that. What's the point? It's just, it's going to be too hard. I can always do it later. What's the point? I, I want to know, ladies, are any of these thoughts something that you guys maybe have when it comes to losing weight? When it comes to this goal of I want to become healthier and I want to pursue physical health, mental health, emotional health, I want to know, like, is are these some of the culprits that might be behind you self-sabotaging? Now that we've walked through some of those, the very last part of the formula you'll see is SF, Fs and Ts. And as I'm sure you could probably guess, that stands for self-fulfilling feelings and thoughts. Because again, our thoughts create our results. 
And if you realize that you have a thought or a belief or a story you're telling yourself that is that is causing you to stay stuck and it's not helping you, it's not serving you, it's making you self-sabotage, then not only do you have to pinpoint that, but you've got to know what's the new thought now? What's the new declaration you want to speak over yourself? What's the new belief you're going to cling to? What's going to help you not self-sabotage but actually fulfill all that it is that you're wanting to do, all the action you're wanting to take, all the results you're wanting to create. I wrote down a few examples. Um, the first is confidence. You know, that's a self-fulfilling feeling, a feeling of confidence. That's going to propel you forward. And I wrote down next to it the thoughts of plenty of women lose weight and I have what it takes to be one of them. I'm going to be one of them. Another thought, I've lost weight before and I can do it again. This is something I'm telling myself. I've lost weight before and I can do it again. I think some of you ladies need to remember that. Um, another self-fulfilling feeling is the feeling of empowerment. You know, empowerment. I love that word. And that next to that, I wrote down the thoughts, I can get creative and I can find new ways to meet my body's needs. I, I just, whenever I think about, whenever I think about the word creative, like even just saying the word creative, it sparks something in me. And I want you guys to get used to using that word creative. Like you are creative. You have ideas. There's so many opportunities for you to try new things and you have what it takes to become creative and meet your needs, meet your body's needs, to work out, to change your meal plan, to change your lifestyle. You are able to get creative and do those things. I, 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 that thought alone is so empowering. Another self-fulfilling feeling is contentment. You know, we talked about like the self-sabotaging feeling is discontentment where you think like, um, you have this thought of, I need to overindulge to feel good. Or, you know, I had a bad day and so I need to treat myself. If you want to replace that, I would say aim for the thought of, I don't need to overindulge to be fully happy with my life. That's not where my joy comes from. Let yourself cling to that truth. Let yourself feel peace and contentment with where you're at and with what your life is like. The more you do that, the less you'll find yourself heading to the pantry. The less you'll find yourself overindulging on things that you know are not good for your body. Um, I see in the comments, Katie says, frustration for sure. I can't stand when the scale doesn't move as much as I think it should. I expect the scale to drop five pounds overnight. And I think if that, ooh, <laughs> my sweater just got caught on my whiteboard. I think if that is a thought that you have of the scale should be dropping five pounds overnight, then come up with a declaration to help you remember that that's not the case and that that's okay. You know, maybe the thought or the you know the the truth that you need to cling to is even if the scale doesn't drop five pounds overnight that does not mean I'm not making progress that does not mean that I'm not becoming healthier that I'm not making progress toward my goal the numbers on a scale honestly guys they're just numbers and I know this from experience because like I said you know two years ago when I when I did the keto diet it changed my life and one of the things that changed me is realizing like even if the scale's not moving my body is changing I I experienced so much less inflammation like overnight it was like I went from feeling bloated and puffy to looking slim even though the scale was not hardly moving at all. And then eventually the scale did move. It didn't happen overnight. And in fact, like that first month, I was thinking, why am I not losing more weight? That thought was not helping me, but I kept asking, why am I not losing more weight? And then the weight loss truly began. I just had to get over that initial hump. And maybe that's a thought you guys, you guys want to cling to is this, like, especially at the beginning of a weight loss journey, realizing like, this is just the beginning. I'm going to get over this hump. Um, Valerie says, food does not have power over me. So empowering. Yes, 
yes, believe it. Um, another self-fulfilling um, emotion or a self-fulfilling feeling in regards to losing weight is the feeling of motivation. And the thoughts to go along with that is eating healthier and moving my body feels amazing. We all know that to be true. Like we all know that it usually does. It feels amazing. We don't want to do it, you know, when we're not in the middle of it because we're thinking, oh, like I'd just rather do this. But when we're in the thick of eating healthier, when, you know, when we just finished the workout, we feel amazing usually. Um, so that's, that's one thing to remind yourself of. It feels amazing. Here's another thought. Becoming my healthiest self is worth every ounce of my effort and it's going to be so good for me. Just remember that. Like it's going to be so good for me. Um, one last self-fulfilling emotion or self-fulfilling feeling is the feeling of excitement. Like let yourself get excited about weight loss. Ladies, like you have the power to build and create excitement for yourself for this. I'm excited for next week. I'm getting on that keto diet. And I like last night as you know, as I was talking to my husband, I was like, I wish I could just start like right now. I'm so excited for this. I'm so pumped for this. I was like getting myself hyped up. Let yourself get hyped up about your weight loss journey. You have that power and the power and you have that power because you can declare things like, I love taking care of my body. I love challenging myself to grow and become even healthier and stronger. So like I said, this is, this is how you plug a goal into this formula. You start with the goal. You look at what are the actions I need to take? What are the self-sabotaging feelings and thoughts that would keep me from taking those actions? And what are the self-fulfilling feelings and thoughts that are going to propel me to take those actions? They're going to, I can use to replace the self-sabotage with and to help me really gain momentum and find the motivation and commitment I need to move forward. So we just walked through that one goal. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and address another goal. This was Nicole's, and it was the goal of being present with the kids and putting the phone down. Um, I know that being present with the kids is something that a lot of us moms struggle with. I know I definitely have struggled with it. Um, and so, if we're gonna plug this into the formula again, you would start with the goal. The goal is I want to be present with the kids. I want to put the phone down. Then you're gonna look at what are the actions I need to take. Um, you know, it, and I would say the actions are probably like um, set boundaries for your phone usage. Like maybe have, you know, an idea, like write down, like here's, here's the times I want to not be on my phone. Here's the times I can be on my phone. Um, you, another action is maybe having designated times throughout the day where you're being super intentional and super engaged with the kids. Maybe it's a time where you guys all unplug and you're just together in the same room playing. Um, I would also say another action that maybe is, you know, related to the school is the action of shortening the length of your to-do list. This is something I've definitely had to do in this season. It's realizing like the more I cling to this idea of, of this is what my to-do list has to look like and these are all the things I need to do, the less engaged and present I am because I'm constantly thinking about all that I'm behind on. And the problem isn't that I don't have enough time. The problem is that like I'm creating too long of a list to begin with. So write down, you know, if this is your goal, I want to be more present with the kids, write down what are the actions? Like what does that actually look like? What steps would I need to take to do that? And then dive right into what are my self-sabotaging feelings and thoughts? Right away, the first ones that I pinpointed that maybe maybe are you know yours as well is the feeling of dread and the feeling of discontentment. And the thoughts that would be creating that dread and that discontentment are probably thoughts like, I don't want to do this. I don't, I don't want to be home alone with the kids again. 
I want to do more. I want to be more than a mom. Um, there's so much to do. My to-do list is too long. I never get enough done. Um, I don't have time to be a parent today. I don't want to be a parent today. All of these thoughts, they're going to create discontentment. They're going to create dread. They're going to create the opposite of what you want to feel and what's going to help you actually be engaged and actually be present. Um, another uh, self-sabotaging feeling is the feeling of frustration. And maybe you're feeling frustrated because you're thinking things like, my children demand too much of me. They're asking too much of me. Uh, maybe it's the thought of, my, my child is annoying. <laughs> that might actually be the thought that you're having. And if so, okay, like you're not alone. We all as moms have thought it, but is that thought going to serve you? What does that do for you? Another thought you might be having that's creating frustration is this is boring. This is so boring. I know I've definitely felt that way, like, or I've thought that as I've been just like rocking my one month old or holding my one month old. I'm just thinking like, this is so boring. There's so many other things I'd rather be doing right now. Um, another thought, they are keeping me from getting things done. My kids are holding me back from getting things done. Again, that's going to create dread for you. It's going to create frustration for you, maybe even resentment. Another um, self-sabotaging feeling is just stress and overwhelm. And that could come from thoughts like, this day is just too much for me to handle. Um, my kids are too much for me to handle. And um, it's easier to just check out, which is true. It is easier to just check out. But that's not the result you want to create here. And I know that because you've told yourself, no, like in 2021, I want to be present with my kids. I want to be more engaged with my kids. And if you really do mean that and you really do want to see growth in that area, then you've got to learn like, yes, it is easier to just check out. But 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 clinging to that thought and not finding one to replace that with, like that's, that's just going to do more harm than good. That's not going to help me get to where I want to go. So speaking of getting to where you want to go, what would be the self-fulfilling feelings and thoughts here? And I just pinpointed two. The first is excitement. And what's going to create that excitement is thoughts like, I love seeing the little people that my kids are becoming. Um, it is a gift that I get to invest in them and that I have this time with them and that I every day am helping them become more of who God made them to be. Now that creates excitement there. Um, another thought that creates excitement is today I am excited to laugh and savor the simple pleasures of being my kid's mom. Guys, like I could just like I could just cry just thinking about that. Like the, this season, I know it is so hard. A lot of us have little ones, but let me remind you, it is a gift. And one day, as we see our kids have kids, and we see our kids having their own families and pursuing their own dreams, we're going to think back to these times and we're going to wish that we could have them again. So don't, don't forget that, that you can create excitement and desire for yourself to be present and engaged. Um, another self-fulfilling feeling in regards to being present and engaged with your kids is the feeling of just contentment, just peace. And that would come from thoughts and beliefs like, I don't need to be connected to social media all the time. I don't need to be just binge watching Netflix or scrolling. You know, like I don't need that to be happy. Um, it is okay for the messages to wait. It's okay for the to-do list to wait. That's a big one. It's okay for the kitchen to wait. Slowness is the best choice for me today. Some of you guys need to remember this like today. Slowness might be the best choice for you today. Um, 
I see Valerie say, um, I'm taking the kids to the park. We'll have to listen to rest later. Thank you so much for this amazing formula. Good, Valerie, please do come back and watch the rest. Allie says, thank you for this and for being so transparent. You are so welcome, girl. That's that's how we get empowered. It's by realizing what is true and being open and, and just committing to growth and transformation no matter what it takes, no matter how awkward and uncomfortable it might feel. Um, okay, so let's go into another goal. Um, we're going to tackle the goal of growing a business. Um, and the reason why I picked this one is just because a few of what you got, what you ladies have said in the comments, and because I know that a lot of you ladies are also entrepreneurs, or you are thinking of starting a business, or you have had a business. Um, I know Valerie mentioned that she wants to become certified as a health coach. Emily said that she wants to grow her music lesson business. Um, and she mentioned like, it's not so much about size for her, but it's about vision. And I love that. I love that it's about vision for you. So let's plug growing a business into the formula. And I'll pull up the whiteboard just one more time in case you're just tuning in and you haven't seen it yet. So the formula at the very top, you would put in goal, you would put grow a business. Um, or you would maybe get more specific of like make X amount of money this year. Or make um, or um, gain X amount of clients or X amount of customers. Maybe you would get really specific number wise. I think that that would be good. Um, then underneath that, you would start listing out the actions that you would need to take. Um, in this case, for like growing a business or making money or you know gaining a customer base, your actions will probably be um, spend X amount of time each week on doing work related tasks. Um, it would probably be, um, the action would be come up with new ways to serve and offer value. Um, I know for me personally, like my action looks like, um, um, you know, doing workshops just like this, um, coming up with new podcast episodes, um, making offers in my social media posts, like all of those things are kind of the elements that kind of make up a business in some cases, maybe not for everyone, um, but that you would list under the action, like here are the steps that I would want to take or need to take to get to where I want to be entrepreneur-wise. But then underneath that, you've got to pinpoint what are my self-sabotaging feelings and thoughts? What are those feelings or emotions that are going to come in, they're going to creep in and keep me from wanting to take this action? The first one, you know, I just pinpointed a few, but the first one um, is probably the feeling of doubt. And that doubt would probably come from thoughts like, I don't know if people actually want to work with me. I don't know if I, if what I'm offering actually has value. I think that that thought alone keeps so many entrepreneurs from taking risks and from moving forward and from doing the things that would help them create the business they want to create because it be, because it creates doubt and insecurity. And when you're feeling doubtful and insecure, you're, you're not going to want to show up. You're not going to want to serve. You're not going to want to get creative and try new things. You're going to want to make compromises and excuses and fall off the wagon and decide, nah, this isn't for me. So that's one self-sabotaging feeling. Another one is just a lack of motivation or feeling of unmotivated. And I just wrote down one thought right next to it. This is a thought that it creeps in a lot for me. Maybe it does for you guys. But it's the thought of there are so many other more instantly gratifying things I can be doing right now. There's so many other things I could be doing right now. More instantly gratifying. There's the, the kitchen that needs to be cleaned. And it would feel so good to just clean it. Or there's a show that's sitting in my Netflix list and it would just, man, I would just love to just binge watch it. 
or there are messages sitting in my inbox and you know and, and people that I can talk to and uh, posts I want to scroll through and that's just so much more instantly gratifying than sitting down and writing content so much more gratifying than sitting down to map out my vision sitting down to to think of new ways to serve and to show up well um those thoughts of, you know, there's so many other things I could be doing. That's not going to be what helps you stay motivated and committed. Um, another self-sabotaging fee of feeling is the feeling of fear. Um, and that fear could come from the thought, uh, very similar to the thought that I pinpointed for the, um, the goal of losing weight, but it's the thought of I could give my all and still not go where I want to go um, or make the money I want to make. I could give my all. I could do this for a very long time and still not meet my goal. And that's, that's a scary thing to wrestle with. It really is. And the more you lean into that, the more you give power to that, of course, the less you're going to want to show up. Because what's the point? Another self-sabotaging feeling, um, and I don't know if these are necessarily feelings, but I, they're kind of, I guess they would be considered emotions maybe, but it's the feeling of restraint or feeling restrained and the feeling of scarcity. And that would come from thoughts like, I don't have the time, I don't have the energy, there's too much to do, my kids are too demanding, they're too distracting. Um, another self-sabotaging feeling is the feeling of failure and the feeling of rejection. This is huge for entrepreneurs. This is huge, so huge. If you give power to the thoughts of, they didn't like my offer, I didn't get the response I wanted to get. People keep saying no to me. Nobody cares. Nobody is interested. If you keep giving power to those thoughts, you're not going to make it. You're not going to keep showing up. You're not going to stay committed. So you've got to be careful of what are the stories you're telling yourself and what do you need to replace those with. You need to replace them with self-fulfilling thoughts. So that you can feel those self-fulfilling feelings. The feeling of confidence, which might come from thoughts like, there are people waiting to work with me. There are people waiting to buy this for me. I have so much to offer and the right people are going to be excited to say yes. Um, maybe another thought that builds confidence for you is that failure is just part of the process. Failure is just part of the process and that doesn't mean anything. That person's no doesn't mean a single thing about you. And you might not know where it's coming from yet, but the money is already on its way. This is a this is a thought that I have all the time because ladies, it is so true. You might not know where it's coming yet, but the money is already on its way. Um, another self-fulfilling feeling is the feeling of um, pur purpose and the feeling of conviction. And that would come from thoughts like, God put this vision on my heart for a reason. He's gonna see me through it. He's gonna see me through to its fulfillment. Another thought of, um, I might not know what it's going to look like just yet, but all this time and effort is going to make a difference in somebody's life. It's going to change their life. This work is making a difference in my family's life. It's changing my life. Cling to those thoughts, cling to those beliefs, and you will find so much more motivation and you will stay committed to getting where you want to go. Stay committed to your goal no matter what. Another self-fulfilling feeling here is just the feeling of um, feeling energized and feeling motivated. And thoughts to help you with that is, um, I have more than enough time to serve. I have more than enough capacity to serve. You guys, when I was super pregnant and moving 
and there was just so much busyness. We, you know, totaled our car. We had a car shop. It was so, and I was working with like 12 clients at the time. So like, you know, for many, many hours a week, I was just doing call after call after call. When I was in the thick of that, the thought that I, the thought that kept creeping in is I don't have enough energy for this. And it wasn't until my coach pinpointed it for me and said like, why are you, why are you telling yourself that? Like, why are you so afraid of being tired even? So what if you're tired? What does that mean to you? Don't you have the ability to replenish your energy? Don't, don't you know that it's okay to be tired, that exhaustion is a safe place for you because it's temporary, because you can go take a nap, because you can commit to going to bed earlier, because you can set different boundaries around your work, because you can, you can, re, you can rework your priorities. Don't you know that that is okay? Why are you so afraid of, of not having enough energy? You do. You just need to figure out what that looks like. Like when she started working through that with me and coaching me through that, I mean, it changed everything. All of a sudden I went from thinking, how am I going to make it all the way to my maternity leave to thinking, I don't even need a maternity leave. You know, like I was just so ready and ramped and amped up and just on fire. So, so that's, you know, that was really helpful for me. Um, another self-fulfilling feeling here is just the feeling of creativity. I really do, I really just love that word, creative, creativity. And the thought that would help you, you know, feel that creativity is the thought of um, maybe I'm right around the corner from having my best idea yet. I'm right around the corner from having my best idea yet. Um, there are new opportunities and possibilities just waiting for me. Another self-fulfilling feeling is just the feeling of empowerment. And that could come from just declaring what it is that you want to do and who it is you want to become and just believing that you're already on your way there. Um, I, you know, like I, maybe you have a goal of, okay, like I want to make 30,000 this year, or I want to make a hundred thousand this year, go ahead and just start declaring. I am going to be a 100 K earner. I am already on my way to being a hundred K earner. Why would you not want to speak that over yourself? Because when you do think of just how fired up, you're going to become how much more empowered you're going to feel. And when you feel that way, you're going to take the action that you know you need to take. You're going to show up well. You're going to stay committed to your goal and you're going to get there. That's what's so amazing. Your thoughts really do create your results always. Okay, another goal. Um, I think, think this might be the last one that we do is the goal of thriving through the newborn stage. This was Annabelle's other goal, thriving through the newborn stage. And like I mentioned earlier, I, I want to challenge you, like when you have a goal, get really specific what this actually means. Like what does really thriving through the newborn stage, like what do you, what does that mean to you, Annabelle? What do you think that looks like for you? Because if you don't know, then it's going to be really hard to come up with a game plan and to really know when you reach it. Like how will you know that you thrive through the newborn stage? What does that mean for you? Um, so, you know, I just, I kind of did my best to plug this into the formula, even though I didn't exactly know fully what that meant for you. Um, but, you know, I wrote down, like I said, you know, G is the goal, thriving through the newborn stage. And I wrote down under action, I wrote down just a few things like surround yourself with a support system. I think that's so important. That probably is, you know, something that um, would enable you to thrive. Surround yourself with a support system. Um, find ways to simplify mom life. You know, like maybe you have to switch up how you do housework. Maybe you have to lower some of your expectations around getting things done. Um, give yourself grace. That's another action step. 
Um, continue to carve out time for your self-care and your soul care. That's super important. I think that that's part of thriving. If you don't have time to meet your own needs or to or to meet with the Lord or to take care of your body, yeah, it's going to be really hard to thrive, I would say. Um, uh, uh, two more actions that maybe apply to you is getting on the same page with your husband about what you're going to need, about what you're going to need from him or what the game plan is here once you're thrust into having a newborn. Um, so important. And then lastly, connect with your husband, connect with your friends, just connect with people. I think that that's also a very important element when you are in that newborn stage because it can be very lonely if you're not careful. Um, so those might be some actions that you would take. I see in the comment, Katie says the newborn stage is so hard. Um, and Kayla says, yes, I will be in control of myself and my family during this postpartum time. Girl, you are already sounding so empowered. Cling to that. Cling to that. Do not let go of that. Some self-sabotaging feelings here that you might encounter is the feeling of loneliness loneliness and that would might come from thoughts like nobody's helping me nobody's around to help me nobody wants to help me everyone's too busy they have too much going on i have to do this on my own i am doing this on my own i'm alone in this um i can't be open about how i'm struggling i can't i can't share what's going on i have to put on a fake smile and i just have to you know just stick to stay stay by myself and just do my thing and try my best that's going to make you feel so lonely. Girl, if you're believing those things and you don't have to, you don't have to give power to those thoughts because they're not true. Another self-sabotaging feeling is a feeling of guilt or insecurity um, or shame. And that might come from thoughts like, I'm not that great of a mom or um, I'm slacking as a wife. I'm being a terrible wife or the thought of I'm not doing all that I can or all that I should be for my family, for myself, for my kids, for my husband, for the Lord. I'm not doing all that I can or should be. I'm not doing enough. That's going to create so much guilt. And when you're feeling guilty, yeah, yeah, that's not thriving. That's not thriving. And that's not what the Lord wants for you. He doesn't want you to be covered in shame and guilt. He wants you to feel righteous and worthy and loved and covered in grace. So pinpoint, what are the thoughts that I'm telling myself about myself or, you know, like what are the things that are creating just this, just these negative feelings that are, that are just, they're going to hold me back from being who I am meant to be. Another self-sabotaging feeling is the feeling of powerlessness. And that might come from thoughts like, um, this baby is robbing me. This baby is holding me back from doing what I want to do. I can't do the things I need to do. Uh, motherhood is too demanding. I don't have what it takes. Um, I don't have the capacity. When you when you think those things, when you give power to those thoughts, you're not going to see the possibilities and opportunities right in front of you. You're going to stay stuck because you're going to be blinded. You're going to be blinded by it. So don't let yourself give power to those beliefs. Tell yourself a new story. This baby's not robbing you. This baby is offering something to you. Motherhood is not too demanding. Motherhood is a blessing. And it's and, and if anything, it's demanding that you grow into a healthier, stronger woman. I want you to like really cling to that. Um, another self-sabotaging feeling is a feeling of frustration and resentment. And I kind of centered this around um, like targeted towards your partner, towards your husband. 
because I think we, I think that that comes up a lot for us as moms. We end up frustrated or resentful because of what our husbands may or may not be doing or what we think our husbands may or may not be doing. And so I wrote down next to the feeling of frustration and resentment, I wrote down thoughts like, my husband doesn't understand. He doesn't see me. He doesn't care. He's not around to help. Um, it's too hard to get him on the same page. He doesn't even want to be on the same page. I, I can't get him to do the things I need him to do. He's just too forgetful. He's selfish. He's lazy. I know that these are harsh things. Like, I, like I know like all of those thoughts I just listed, like they're harsh. But don't lie to yourself and pretend that you haven't had them. Because girl, I've had them. I, I, I still have them all the time. But that's okay because you can take those thoughts captive and you can cling to truth instead and you can flip the script and write a new narrative in your head that doesn't leave you feeling frustrated and resentful but leaves you feeling more connected than ever. So those are some self-sabotaging feelings and thoughts you might have that would keep you from thriving in the newborn stage from doing the things that would enable you to be happy and to be healthy and to feel fulfilled and like you have what it takes. Some self-fulfilling feelings and thoughts here would be, first of all, the feeling of worthiness. Like I am worthy and the feeling of supported. And this might come from, you know, telling telling yourself the stories or the, the truths of I am loved and I am worthy of care. Um, there are people who are ready right now to step in and support me if I would just ask. That's a big thought. That's a big thought that a lot of us don't allow ourselves to have. But there are people who right now are ready to step in and to support you if you would just ask. Do not allow yourself to dismiss that because it's true. Another self-fulfilling thought you know, that would go along with feeling this feeling of worthiness is um, it is okay to ask for help. I don't have to do this alone, and there's no struggle too big or too small that I can't be open about. That I can't, I can't share, um, I can't share with others. Another self-fulfilling feeling here is the feeling of confidence. Um, I'm doing the best I can. I am the right mom for this job. I am the right mom for these kids. Every day I'm learning. Um, that's a big thought. You know, every day I'm learning. Um, tough days or tough moments only mean what I make them mean. They don't mean a thing about who you are, what you're capable of, who God says you are. They don't. It's just it's just a tough moment. It's just a tough day. It's just a tough morning. And they only mean what you make them mean. If you can if you can remember that and believe that, you will feel so much more confident for what each day holds. Um, another self-fulfilling feeling is a feeling of contentment. And, you, and, and it might be paired with thoughts like um, the state of my house bears no meaning on my identity or my worth. The to-do list can wait. And I'm exactly where I'm meant to be. Um, another self-fulfilling feeling is the feeling of empowerment. And this might come from thoughts like I have what it takes to be creative in how I get my needs met. Every day is filled with opportunity to try something new. And get closer to creating more of the life I want to create and becoming more of the woman I want to be. Um, another thought, God gives me strength for every moment and is always working in me and through me. That's an empowering thought. That's an empowering belief. Um, and then lastly, another self-fulfilling feeling and some thoughts here is the feeling of just thankfulness and the feeling of being trusting in regards to your partner, your spouse. 
And that would come from starting to rewrite the stories in your head about your partner and telling yourself the, the, new, the new thoughts of, my husband does work hard for this family. The thought of, he makes sacrifices too. That's hard for us to, for us to admit sometimes, isn't it? But he makes sacrifices too. Um, he is in this with me. He is my partner. He wants to be my partner. He wants to know how to better support me. He might not always get it right, and he might forget sometimes, but that's okay. I can find new ways to communicate my needs and help him become better at meeting those needs. He isn't perfect, but he is growing and learning. He is my best friend. We're in this together. He is my rock. He has been my source of support before. I can trust him again. I can trust him again. These thoughts are powerful for your marriage, ladies. So powerful. Now, I, you know, I just walked you through a whole bunch of examples of how you might take a goal, plug it into the formula, pinpoint what's your game plan, where are the actions, but then what are the thoughts and the feelings that you're going to want to replace and, the, and what are the new ones you're going to want to replace them with so that you don't just have a goal but you actually meet those goals so that you continually take steps forward and keep your momentum and stay committed and stay motivated. Um, and, and I know that I didn't cover everyone's goals and some of you guys commented right before I went live so I didn't get a chance to really um, work my way through them but that's okay. Take the formula that I've just shared with you and do that for yourself. Do that for yourself. Sit down, write down the top of your paper, G, what's my goal? Actions, list out what are my actions. What are those self-sabotaging thoughts and feelings? List them all out. Take your time. It will take a while. It will take a while but it's worth it to really pinpoint them because if you don't, they will come and you won't even realize it. They will be holding you back and you won't understand it. So be sure you take the time to pinpoint it, really think it through. And then lastly, of course, like what's going to be the thing that you replace it with? What's the self-fulfilling feeling, feeling and thought that will help you with this, that will help replace the self-sabotage with movement and commitment and effort? Um, the, this I, I'm just I'm so excited to like hear what you guys um, what you guys are thinking about um, how this has resonated with you. I want to hear in the comments um, just what what new thoughts you now have or what old thoughts you are ready to get rid of so that you can enter 2021 feeling more prepared and empowered than ever so that you're not afraid of your goals but that you're pumped and excited to meet your goals and that you feel like it's possible. I want to know like what this workshop has meant to you, um, what stood out to you, and, and if you decide like, you know, this week that you're going to sit down and, you know, plug your goals into the formula, share a picture with me. I want to see it. Share with us in the group. Like, here's what I have. I want to, you know, I think that would be so encouraging for us all to, to, you know, share what we're working through and to give, give each other ideas of what new thoughts and beliefs and, um, and new declarations we can claim over ourselves. Um, lastly, I want to invite you guys to check out my six-month mom-empowered coaching program. Um, I know that a lot of you ladies are new in the group, so you maybe don't know too much about it, but just in a nutshell, this is a coaching program where you would work with me personally one-on-one -on -one for six months every single week, 
And our goal would be to help you gain all of the emotional wellness you need to become the woman you want to be, to become healthy and free and empowered and to create the life you want to create. I want to help you meet your goals, but not just, you know, goals about losing weight and goals about, um, you know, building a business, but I want to help you meet your goals of ditching your anger, of, of growing, growing, growing in ways um, in, in your spiritual life. I want to help you overcome your anxiety. Um, if you're not familiar with my story, um, I would definitely encourage you to like scroll through some of my podcast episodes in the Mom Empowered Podcast because I talk a lot about my story of navigating postpartum rage and overcoming anxiety, overcoming my anger, um, going from being an abusive wife to being a wife who is happy and healthy and, and, and is able to strengthen my marriage and to show up as the mom and the woman I want to be. Um, that's what I want for you. So if that sounds like something that you are ready for, if you want that kind of coaching that's going to give you the tools and give you the skills you need to really change your life, change your life and become more empowered than ever, go to my website, jessiearedia.com forward slash coaching. You can read you can read through a description of all the things we can tackle together. Um, you can read testimonials of my past clients. Um, this past year, I think I've worked with um, 20 something women and every single one of them has just been such a pleasure to coach every single one of them and to see their transformation and see their breakthrough. Um, and this coming year, 2021, I'm committed to working with 20 more. I want you, if you are ready, I want you to be one of those women. So go to my website, um, read through, learn more, and then you can fill out a form to apply for a free empowerment call. This is where we would get on a Zoom call together. You talk with me about where you're at, what are your goals, what are you hoping for, what are you longing for, and then we talk through how my program can be a good fit for you, what we would work on together, and just basically, you know, all the information, all the questions that you might have, I would help you, I would help get them answered for you so that we can make an empowered decision for you for 21, 2021 together. Um, so that's my invitation to you. And I guess with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and um, just wish you guys an amazing rest of your afternoon. Please feel free to keep commenting, um, keep, keep, you know, keep responding, keep sharing what your goals are and, and, you know, how you're working through them. Again, if you plug them into the formula, please, 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 I would love if you would share it with me or share it with the whole group even. Just post, you can post a photo on the wall um, because I think that would be so encouraging and inspiring and so fun to see. Um, all right, ladies, I love you guys. Um, I am rooting for you. I'm cheering you on. And I'm so excited to see all that you guys go off and do this coming year in 2021. We are going to make it an amazing year no matter what. All right. Love you, ladies. <laughs>